Hello and welcome to the SEER 365 sessions. Um, every week I'm very privileged to be able to have a conversation with somebody from the uh, world that we live in, the Microsoft world, uh, and really trying to um, bring some ideas to you that you can bring to your business, to your customers. Uh, and this week I'm joined by somebody I've known literally from the beginning of my uh, my career. So from starting at Microsoft as a grad, uh, I worked with this person from from pretty much day one. So really excited to have him along. Uh, so without further ado, hello, Shailen Chudasama. Hi, Richard. Thank you for that. And no, yes, we have known each other a long time. We have met. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we were just working out uh, on this call that we're doing uh, in and around the Microsoft world for over 25 years now. So Absolutely. Uh, and it's been a very... pleasure working with you. We enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> so for those of you, uh, thanks for the lie anyway. Um, <laughs> the, lie. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know you, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, Clearly Cloudy? Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned about Microsoft, and that's a you know background in Microsoft. But no, Clearly Cloudy, we specialize in data and analytics. Um, because of our background in uh, Microsoft Dynamics, um, we do a lot of you know data analytics in Microsoft Dynamics. Um, but we are a, um, a Microsoft partner who specialize in data analytics, a lot of Azure, Power BI, um, et cetera. Cool. So let's level set a little bit, right, to make sure we're all kind of going to be talking and it's this whole conversation is going to be around BI and, and analytics. And I, I find this whole topic really interesting because um, having worked with customers uh, for the last couple of decades, um, you know, people get very excited about a new ERP or CRM system uh, spend, you know, for most companies, a new ERP system is one of the biggest investments they can make, right? So it's a big chunk of money, lots of visibility, lots of effort. But in effect, the value comes out of the stuff that you do, right? You know, the data itself uh, doesn't have that much value, right? The, the value turns is turning that data into insights to enable the organization to uh, to make better decisions, or at least that's my kind of take on things. Um, so, so let, let's when we're talking about BI and and uh, and analytics, what, what's what's kind of the the broad sort of uh, way that you would explain what we're talking about. Absolutely, Richard, because um, when you say about value comes from that, that's the visible part. Yeah. Right? Because there, with any application, especially ERP, there's the data entry part, looking at information, entering information. But it's when you marry that with other information you may have in your organization um, and other applications, when you can, let's say, have, you know, enable true insight, because your ERP system will have so much information and data, but then you combine it with HR, other, you know, CRM, um, maybe other applications, online applications, and that's when you can, you know, couple that data together to make true kind of decisions because it will give you that view of how you're really performing as a business. So people talk about performance indicators, but to get a true measure of a performance indicator, you need to bring in data from a variety of different data sources. Um, so, and but, but you are right, the visibility part is in the analysis, right? And it's when people talk about dashboards. So I want to see a dashboard. A dashboard is a report. It will show you information. It will show you more or less information. We have seen and absolutely Im implemented dashboards that have lots and lots of metrics, right? So lots of KPIs. But other dashboards we have seen 
and I think these are um, a, a, a very good as well, are exception dashboards. Mm. They don't really want to know about the, the good stuff, which is good, right? Just carry on. But what they'd like to know is where, where, they're, where they're not performing. And when you look at where they may not be performing, that's something that they can do to address, you know, so issues they may have, be it internal, external. Um, but it's that visibility, though, Richard, you're right about that. All right, cool. So obviously within, or not obviously, within Dynamics, there is a lot of um, uh, reports. You know, I can't remember how many is in finance supply chain management, as an example, but lots. Um, uh, and, you know, there's there's uh, things like Power BI uh, sort of plugins and ability to pull in. Um, so just out of the box is a bunch of stuff. But so where do you where do you work with customers? What's the value uh, that you're you're bringing um, to uh, that? Yeah, no, good question. So um, and there are lots of reports. Actually, counted them once. <laughs> in, Very in, yeah. yeah, there are over a thousand reports within Dynamics. But um, but when you look at the reports within any um, ERP, so we're talking about Dynamics, but when you look at Dynamics or any ERP or any application, those are very much application specific. So in terms of the reports and dashboards, you will have there, yes, fantastic in terms of transactional reporting, operational reporting, we'll show you customer summaries, you know, balances, income statement, etc. Those are your kind of traditional standard reports. But most organizations, if not all organizations don't just use a single, let's say, ERP application or a single application. They will have um, a lot of other applications. So a lot of our work is how do you extend that, right? So let's say our primary data source, because one of the, you know, if the primary data source is Microsoft Dynamics, then there are certain limitations in Dynamics and reporting and dashboarding. Things like trending, it does give you trending information, but it may not give you the trending information that you actually need with all historical data. So if you want to actually look at trend over time of how something's performing, you may need to actually extract that data into more of a central environment. A central environment um, that, you know, typically what we would do is extract the information into things like Azure. So using Azure Data Lake, you know, we'd use and we, we um, use um, Azure Data Warehousing. So Synapse. We use um, Azure, you know, if they don't need a data lake, because that will give you um, structured and unstructured information, you can store both. But if they don't need that and they have a lot of, let's say, structured information, things like just Azure SQL. But it's using that Azure um, environment to to kind of blend and merge information from a variety of different data sources. So data sources being Microsoft Dynamics to give you your financial information, your sales information, your transactional information, like project transactions. But then you may need to couple it with other information like CRM data. You may have another HR system. So things like, you know, success factors. We do a lot of, we do Workday. And then those are online sources. And they may be using um, other different online sources as well. So we bring all of that data into a central environment. Sometimes as a hybrid approach, we just you know, kind of model it, but then uh, a lot of the times we bring it into a central environment and then really analyze that data and provide kind of dashboards that not just operational kind of dashboards, but dashboards where they would see it as a, as a business. 
I'll just give you a quick example. Okay, um, one of a you know a retail client that we work with, um, they have dashboards and they've actually got screens within their um, retail um, environments, as in their their stores, um, and it shows them things like daily sales, weekly sales. So their KPIs are daily sales and weekly sales and how performing OTIF, you know. So it actually shows that, but all of the information wasn't just from Dynamics. They had to use other you know data sources. We, we bring that in. I'll give you another quick example, okay, um, of a, you know, a, a Dynamics um, customer where they use Microsoft Dynamics, FNO, they use Microsoft Dynamics CRM, but they have a lot of devices out there. So these are actual hygiene and, and cleaning um, devices. Um, and they do a lot of work in, you know, the, the health space um, and NHS. So these devices um, actually have sensors. So we've actually brought that data in from those sensors into a central environment. So not only can they now see machine information from Dynamics, so you know the um, when when it should be maintained, etc., but they also see the information from the actual sensors, and the reduction in terms of you know engineer time has been kind of significant for them because before they wouldn't know when the you know if a device needed something apart from relying on staff to tell them but now they can actually see that and so they can be proactive as well in terms of maintenance of these um, um, devices so that's coupling together um, information which is structured so things like Microsoft Dynamics but IOT um, information coming through as well by the way yeah. I, I mean, you're, you've you've definitely been an expert in this bit for a long time. Whereas, but I I always love the BI stories because um, I because it really for me it's, it really sparks that creativity, that imagination about what's possible. Um, and you'd have thought that having um, I'm not sure this is exactly what you meant, but you know, having some kind of soap dispenser is the soap dispenser. Does it have stuff in it, or does it need to be replenished? And if it needs to be replenished, then go and replenish it rather than uh, doing it on a scheduled you know, every Monday, replace it or uh, wait till somebody to complain there isn't soap to wash your hands. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a better experience for everybody. Less waste. Uh, you're able to clean a floor quicker, all that sort of stuff. That for me, it, that's where I think the power of BI starts to really shine. You know, it, yeah. it's not saying Shaylin's uh, the number one, uh, you know, salesperson for the month. That sort of stuff is, you know, pretty basic, right? Whereas it's when you combine different things together. I've always uh, found that really interesting. So from a, you know, so from a next next gen BI perspective, um, I, I didn't say I was going to talk to you about this. So sorry if I'm, if I'm going off topic, <laughs> right. but, but yeah. you, you know me well enough by now to to put out with that. But um, I, I think one of the things that I'm really seeing uh, Microsoft do a lot of at the moment is like the natural language stuff uh, and certainly uh, chat GPT being, you know, the yeah. very famous, everybody's talking about it. Um, they're doing everybody, every kid's homework, you know, is done by <laughs> chat GPT according yeah. to, according yeah. to the daily mail. Um, so, you know, what are you seeing as that kind of that next generation where you can actually have uh, end users be able to do smart stuff rather than relying on, on uh, the IT function to do that for them. No, it's a, it's a good question as well. Um, so on on that, Richard. So things like 
you know, natural language has been out for some time. But what yeah. we're really touching on here is the AI, ML kind of learning capability. But as, um, you know, and they will be, they, they are good and they can only be as capable as the data you feed it, mm. right? So if there's one that skews out, then that's what it will pick up. It doesn't know that. So you have to look for those kind of anomalies. Um, but um, things like, you know, natural query, we see that at the moment. Um, the, from a Microsoft perspective, you talk about citizen development when it comes to Power Platform. And from a um, BI perspective, you talk about self-service BI. That's always been up there. But what we're actually finding now in the market is there are organizations, I'm talking about larger organizations like councils, defense, you know, where we're not just producing all of their reports for them. We're actually producing a suite of reports, but we actually produce a data set, a data set for different areas or different roles. And they are actually producing their own reports. But what, what's happened over time is the tools have become a little bit more, let's say, friendlier. They have nice UIs where um, individuals can do that. Um, but you know, you talk about natural language. We have, we actually have a uh, and a good use case. We, we we developed it and and did something with the cabinet office. So every every year, you know, from a um, a public um, sector perspective, they fill out a the, an employee survey. And the employee survey, um, there are some there are lots of questions, so structured questions. You rate it one to five, etc. But then there are other questions where they can type in. What would you change? You know, how would you make it better? What's your number one? You know, is it about pay? Is it reward? Is it, you know, the workplace? And what we found was they actually categorized and they used to, you know, the cabinet office actually categorized these into different themes. And their number one was pay and reward. Right? And, and when we actually applied some natural language to it, using some scripts and Python and, and, and putting it into um, that and actually um, kind of displaying that and visualizing it with Power BI, the number one theme was about work-life balance rather than just pay and reward. And then when you drill into it, it actually showed the questions as well. Um, so we've done, we've done things around you know, kind of natural language and query there um, to pick it up. Very cool. And what, it, and what it would look at there was, you know, their responses, it looked for words, you know, and it picked up those words. You know, so it may be, um, because what they were finding was, oh, it just says pay, pay, pay. But they didn't say that it wouldn't look at you better to have more flexible working, you know, or finish early on a Friday um, or, you know, that's what this, this picked up. Very cool. Well, I know somebody works with them, uh, so I'll double check your work on that one. But, they, they uh, do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um, all right, so so for the for the customers and partners that are listening in or, or watching in today, um, what what would you say uh, would you be your tips? Clearly, you've been doing this an awfully long time, and you know you, you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, when it when it comes to these sort of projects. What what would be your your top tips that that you would give to them when when embarking on a on a BI or I should say a um, data and AI type type project? Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, it's good. So um, if we relate it back to dynamics, first of all, if it's you know if if you're looking at dynamic, if you're implementing dynamics, I've just implemented dynamics. Definitely look at the reports out of the box. There are many. There are many Power BI reports and dashboards. Look at those, and start using those as well. When you start 
Um, but from an organizational perspective, look at other data sources you may want to bring in that actually add value. Um, but you always start with, you know, what's what's the question you're trying to answer? So is it, you know, if your question is customer satisfaction, we want to know about customer satisfaction, how do we improve it? If all of your data is in Dynamics, great, you can do that within Dynamics. However, it probably isn't. You know, when it comes to customer satisfaction, you'd have other surveys and you'll look at external feeds. So um, even things identify. like SurveyMonkey or whatever. Just exactly that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But then you can look at other things like tweets. Yeah. You can look at as someone put something on LinkedIn. You know, you can look at um, other things where they've tagged something like product or company. Um, so look at. So I'd say that top tips would be explore what's out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to extend it, which most organizations will, then look at where those data sources are. Because we'd ask these questions, you know, during kind of discovery. Where does data sources are? But then think about the questions you're trying to address. Don't worry too much about the visuals. A lot of people think, oh, I'd like a dashboard that does this, 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 this. We and a lot of you know partners in this space around data and analytics, we have experience of what may work, what may not work. So when people first out are, start out in data analytics, they produce lots of tables and go, oh, create tables and let's have figures there. But you may want to blend that with other visuals. And people normally ask us, how do you know what's a good visual? Why, why would you use this? Well, we've been doing this a long time. Yep, we, we kind of know what works. We know how people interact with dashboards, where they move across the screen, what those prominent numbers should be, you know, when they click on a button to navigate to something else, when you need a tooltip or a drill down. We understand that. So don't focus too much on that part. Focus more about the business questions that you're looking to address and your d- different kind of data sets and data sources where they're coming from. Very cool. Yeah. All right, that's that's really good. Yeah. Um all right, cool. So, thank you, Shailen, for uh, for spending some time with us. Um, you know, I, I you know I, I've enjoyed talking to you for the last couple of decades. So, I'm hoping other people have, have enjoyed today as much as I have. Um, if somebody wants to get hold of uh, Clearly Cloudy, uh, clearly, oh, we had some comments. Uh, oh, Paris, Paris, hello, Paris. Okay, I can't uh, see the comments. Uh, Elvis as well. Yeah. Thanks, thanks yeah. for your comments. Um, there you go. Apparently, uh, Paris thinks we've uh, got an incredibly interesting topic. Oh, definitely, brilliant! Thanks, Paris. Yeah, yeah definitely your bit. It's not mine, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, if you want to get hold of Shailen uh, and the the team at Clearly Cloudy, clearly, clearly, Alan, was a that works. Yeah. yeah, that works. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I recommend you do. Um, I, I know they're very partner friendly. So, um, and certainly in previous lives, I've worked with uh, Shailen and the team as well. So. Uh, if you are a Dynamics partner and looking to sort of boost your BI capability, or maybe you don't have one and, and you'd like to like to have one, then uh, absolutely give uh, Shailen and the guys uh, a call. So with that, I just want to thank thank everybody for joining us today. And uh, Shailen, thanks again for your time. As ever, really great to see you. And uh, I hope everybody has a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you very much, Richard, and thank you all. <laughs>